Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms, as well as discussing some of the films and shows we currently can't stop binging on. I am Hannah Fernando. Yes, she is. And I'm Ian McEwen. Coming up <laughs> on today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, new series and movies arriving from Friday the 28th of February 2020. And they include the new dystopian BBC drama Noughts and Crosses and the return of Netflix documentary series Formula One Drive to Survive. Plus, it doesn't end there because we have the teen movie All the Bright Places on Netflix and new BBC Three comedy drama My Left Nut which is quite weird in itself. But anyway, we'll also be reading what we're binging on and answering this week's big question. Big question. But before we start, Ian, what's in the news? I'm glad you asked me that because this is the biggie. Stranger Things. Yes. Season four. Come on. Uh, So the tagline is, uh, from Russia with love, here's a little teaser, the return of Hopper, although it's not... All good news for our American, he is imprisoned far from home in the snowy wasteland of Kamchatka. Mm. Beat that. Easily said. What's <laughs> well caught cool your eye? I definitely well. wasn't reading that off a sheet. <laughs> no, I'd never have, I'd never have even thought it. Um, well, what's caught my eye is that we have another series of um, Afterlife, yes. Ricky Gervais' Afterlife. Yes. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen this... Um, You've got to, because it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, it's basically Ricky Gervais um, plays the part of a guy called Tony, whose wife, Lisa, suddenly dies. Um, And after contemplating sort of taking his own life, um, because he's so low about events, he then decides to punish the world by just saying exactly what is in his brain, which frankly, (laughs) to be honest with you, I wish I'd never filter. (laughs) I think I know someone like that. (laughs) just sort of seems to come up it's very very funny because it's like a stark contrast isn't it between someone who is so deeply unhappy but yeah it's really it's quite, quite funny edgy, some of it, it is, is it is it's but really good I will say one thing and I think Ricky Gervais is an absolute genius apart from Derek um <laughs> The bits in series one no filter there. where he was sitting in bed looking at videos of his dead wife and looking very sad yes that didn't really work for me I don't know about you. you. Could, because you always see him in a comedic kind of situation. I love the rest of it. I love, but no, it just didn't convince me. It was oh, like, okay. It was like, but anyway, I think he is fantastic. I think, and I, and yeah. I do love Afterlife. And that, that bit in the series one where that kid is like verbally abusing him and he comes back with the rudest comeback you rudest, have ever heard. Rudest. It's He's genius. A, it's absolutely brilliant. He's walking past his playground and this little kid who's a little bit tubby. Um, and, and ginger and ginger <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely goes him it's oh, absolutely very very good it's not very kind anyway all that to come of course uh, we'll be looking at both those shows when they come back this week well there's a lot going on this week I think we've got quite a lot for young adults I think we which have which is very much my demographic as you know <laughs> speaking to the youth so the youth of today first up noughts and crosses uh, I don't know if you ever read the Mallory Blackman I, novels for young adults. No, but I'm going to because I really want to know. I was talking to someone this morning about this because I really have enjoyed what I've seen so far. And actually, 
I want to know whether it's because you shouldn't really what read the book. You should always read the book before, shouldn't you? And I haven't. So I want to know how close it is to it. All right. Well, it's on BBC One. It arrives on Thursday, the 5th of March. It's available as a box set. Let's have a listen to a clip. Let me remind you of a certain truth. There is strength in difference. Things are never going to change, are they? You can keep a secret, can't you? Crosses will be exposed for what they are. The Norths are content to see our culture swept away. Every time I see you, there she is too. You tried to kill us! So, I don't want to show off, but... Uh, You've watched it all. I, see. I went to Cape Town to interview everyone in this. You didn't. That's what my job's like. So You're living your best life, Ian. It's a dystopian drama. It's set, if you haven't read the books, in an alternative uh, London um, where, centuries ago, rather than Europe colonising Africa... Africa colonised Europe, so black culture is the dominant culture and the whites are the underclass. So they're the noughts and the blacks are the crosses. It's so interesting, isn't it? And what happens is, yes, it's a great concept. And then there's a love affair between these two young people across the racial divide. It's a forbidden love, isn't it? Yeah, so there's Callum, played by Jack Rowan. Uh, So you may know him from Peaky Blinders. Yes. He played a boxer in Peaky yes. Blinders. There's also someone else I spotted in the beginning there. I don't know if you did. The guy that used to play Ben from EastEnders. He was in the opening. And part. what was he doing? Okay, he, he didn't hang around. Okay, well, that's the end of that. That's the end of that. But I felt very proud of myself that I'd recognised. There's been a lot of Bens in EastEnders, let me tell you. A lot. I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Also in it, Ian Hart from yeah. Harry Potter, of course. Uh, you've got the fantastic Helen Baxendale from Cold Feet. Yeah, with a very uh, unusual hairdo. So they play the mum and dad uh, of Callum, this young white lad who wants to join the military, which is very controversial because they've never let whites into the military before. He's the first intake. And Pass and Joseph from my favourite ever comedy, Peep Show. So you've had a look at this. Did yeah. you like it? I really liked it. I, th- I think my only thing is that I really feel like I should have read the book. I feel a bit uneducated yeah, that I haven't I read the book before. No. But I, I, it's so interesting because it's such an amazing concept. Like mm, you said, it's kind of like turning brilliant. everything on its head in a way and um, seeing a whole life through a whole different lens yeah, if you and like. you see the London skyline with kind of African influence yeah, and the all, Prime Minister yeah. is African and they're all and wearing kind of the white people are still wearing kind of African style clothes of course because that would be what was in the shops exactly. or whatever yeah. and you can see the because obviously the, the white people are massively um, prejudiced because they are being treated so yeah, badly at the hands of the black police so the segregation yeah. exactly so there's huge segregation they're having fights if the police do anything, they cover it up, as we saw in the opening scene there. Um, really awful and quite disturbing, but in- incredibly interesting. We've just had the Brits. We have. Guess who's guest starring in this? Stormzy. Yes, he is. He's he, everywhere he, right he's, now, he isn't he? It's his a, time. Uh, he plays a newspaper editor. But I think it's very interesting that, I mean, this is set in London, but they filmed it 
in Cape Town. So what an amazing place to film it, where they had white minority rule under apartheid. And that, that's where they filmed this series. It's really, really brilliant. It's yeah. really it interesting. Is, you can it? feel yourself. It's very pacey and quite edgy at times. And you can, it's kind of, I don't know, you're emotionally, it's quite... Um, your emotions take a beating. Yeah, <laughs> and that hopefully, I mean, we haven't read the books, but hopefully fans of the books will, will feel it's done so. justice to it. But yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I can't that. believe you went. It's amazing. You've got something that will also appeal to uh, young adults, I believe. I will. I do. I have. Uh, All <laughs> the Bright Places, um, which stars Al Fanning and Justice Smith. It's a young, again, another young adult fiction novel. <laughs> Let's listen to a clip. Ian's trying to tell me to do I that. I was miming clip, but it's very difficult. <laughs> I wasn't very good at charades. Serious question. What are you most afraid of? Being ordinary. So don't be ordinary. What's going on with you? You seem like goofy. What are you looking at? It's a kid on my lawn. I don't you know what I like about you, Ultraviolet? What? You're all the colors in one. At full brightness. I don't need more time. I need you know, people call you the freak, right? Sometimes I get into these dark moods. Did you look into that support group I told you to check out? I want you to think about it. Okay, so all the bright places. Um, I think it's one for the girls rather than the boys, probably. Um, stereotypically, it's got Elle Fanning, Justice Smith. Um, and it's... It's a lovely love story about two people that aren't really or find the regular world, you know, life quite tricky and difficult. Um, and they come together and they really help each other because they've got their own issues and they're trying to show that there are bright places everywhere and that you can be happy all the time because he has moments where he's he's living a happy normal life and then for days on end he can't cope again and she also had struggles with her life I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this in some way but it's essentially a, a love story and the trials and tribulations that go with it yeah that's right and an interesting look at mental health massively uh, you know another kind of high school thing but I felt um it was very sensitively treated. It wasn't sensationalised. And I, I thought those two leads were great. They're really good um, because they're not they're not your stereotypical leads either, are no. they? I, and yet you fall, by sort of halfway through, you kind of, you've fallen in love with them because yeah. they're, they work together really, really well and they are helping each other. Like you say on the mental health grounds, kind of, they're helping each other so much. They've got different issues, but they are really helping each other to kind of deal with their, their problems. It's really so understated, isn't it? And there's this lovely moment early on where... Because it's actually different from the book, I believe. In the beginning of the book, they both go up to the top of the bell tower and they're both going to throw themselves off because they're both feeling suicidal. But in this adaptation, he sort of stops her doing something similar, doesn't he? He's out jogging. But anyway, that's that's by the by. He does, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I like it. I'm but gonna, you see I'm them recognising themselves in each other in class as having an issue. Yeah. So you kind of and see, just looks, I've got you. I know there's a, yeah. yeah. And they're kind of, the love affair is secondary to what they're doing for each other. That's there. And that's their reason for living, I suppose. But they're trying to prove to each other that there's much more worth living for than dying for. Okay, well, we're recommending... Well, two things we're recommending. Yes, We're doing we well. This uh, slightly different uh, Formula One drive to yeah. survive. Now, 
I you like F one. I do. I do. I'm not any. I'm not a huge fan anymore. When I so I kind of looked at that. When I looked at this, I thought I'm probably not going to enjoy this. I have to say, it is good. Let's have a listen to a clip. Formula One is all about pressure. This season, everything is different. Coming into a new team, new people around me. You always have doubts. I really seriously don't have a clue of how to act. I need to adapt the brakes, the throttle, the feeling on the pedal. So if if you haven't seen this before, this is series two. And it's basically a behind the scenes look at the Formula One season. So this is the 2019 season. And you're with the teams. They're interviewing the drivers. There's incredible race footage. It's brilliantly filmed. They've got amazing access. And it is just so exciting. Even though you know what happened in that season, season already, we know that Lewis Hamilton... But you don't have that kind Lewis of... Lewis Hamilton yeah. won. Yeah. But you don't have that exposure, do you? No, they, they get, it's fantastically put together. And there's something for everyone because you probably spotted... Jerry Halliwell. Yeah. Yeah, because Funny she, enough, her husband. she's the partner of the Red Bull Christian yes. Horner, isn't she? Yes. So, yeah, there's the glamour, there's the thrills and spills. I mean, obviously, some of these drivers, it takes a certain type of personality That's to be what, a racing driver. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're, obviously, they're driven, no pun intended. They're, sl- they're pretty much on the edge because, I mean, a lot of them say, I don't have a fear, I'm not frightened of dying, I'll take that it right the to the limit. That, that was the thing that really got me was, that, was when one of the drivers said, I have no fear of dying. This is, it's all about going out there and racing. And and for me, like you say, you've already seen the season. It's not really what we see on camera. This is access all areas, getting to see what's going through their minds in the moment when, they, when those crashes happen. And also the family, because the families and girlfriends, wives, whatever, are watching. And when they have these crashes, it's this heart stopping moments of are they okay are they going to walk free it's and and what i think one of the i don't know if she was a wife or a girlfriend she said is i just pray every race he comes out safe i mean it's really it's high jink stuff it's it's loads of jeopardy in this and i think that it is really dramatic and quite well shot as well the yeah. music's good too quick question for you on a lighter note lewis hamilton the sparkly earrings yes or no no okay You've got Absolutely some, you've not. Would you like me to make uh, any more comment than that? No. You've got something else which is about, well, it's not exactly young adults, it's about teenagers, isn't it? Do we yeah, call them is, young adults yeah. if they're still at school? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's exactly what we call them. I'm still in touch with what's yeah, going on. You know what you're talking about. My left nut. Yes, this is Pardon? exactly what you think it is. His left nut. Um, basically, when he was a teenager, he has a one ball bigger than the other and he has to have the fluid drained from it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So it's um, on BBC Three, isn't it, as a yeah. box set? Shall we it's, have a little listen let's to have it? A listen. Let's have a listen. You've got a date this Saturday. A date? What? I got onto Siobhan. Me and her, you and Rachel, hitting up the cinema. Are you serious? Rachel actually said she wanted to go with me, like. Well, I mean, I didn't actually speak to Rachel. Siobhan sorting it. Okay, okay. Well, class, what's on? Well, it doesn't matter what film's on you, Spanner. Dark room, back row, could hold in the bottom of the popcorn box. No one actually does that, do they? Well, I mean, they don't actually do the popcorn box thing, but it's just a bit of wee hand shandy in the cinema. Everyone's doing it. Siobhan and Rachel are well up for a man. See you tomorrow. A date with Rachel? But what if she wants to touch my ball? 
She'll freak out and probably tell everyone. So, my left nut. Yes. BBC Three. Stop saying that. I can't stop saying it. I've got like Tourette's or something. Um, yeah, it's about a left nut. Shall I? And it has to be drained. And it's quite funny. Do you want to take this one on? I'll take it. So, yeah, this, interestingly, was originally a stage play based on the actual childhood experiences of one of the writers. And as you nearly said, <laughs> it, well, if you like the in-betweeners and if you like Derry Girls, I think you'll like this. It's one it, of you. It's these Belfast lads. There's one lad in particular. As you said, he, he, he's going through adolescence, puberty. He's starting to like girls. But then he notices he's got uh, a lump on one of his testicles. Uh, so as well as trying to start dating, he's worried about this, people noticing it. Um, he's got these two mates who, who a bit like him in between as they pretend they know all about girls and sex when of mm, course they know, they know nothing. nothing. And um, the lead actor is, is fantastic. Uh, it's a mixture of that kind of quite rude comedy, but it's very sensitive as well. And it's, it's sort of thoughts about bullying. He's lost his dad. So it's about grief as well. But it's it's really comedic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so it's just delightful. It, it is. It is really, it's, just the, it's just the name of it that might not necessarily <laughs> appeal to everybody. But I think you're right. It, it, there is something for everyone in there. Now <laughs> that you've recovered your composure. Sort of. Sort of. Well, there's plenty more on that we're going to round up now. So, um... I've watched a bit of this, though weirdly, they sent me episode two. Oh. Unusual. Recently, we had War of the Worlds yes. set in the, as a period sci-fi drama, as H.G. Wells wrote it. Well, now we've got it set in the modern day. This is on Fox, and it's landing on Thursday, the 5th of March. Um, and it's much more about the relationships than the sort of special effects. So I was thinking, oh, when are they going to see the tripods zapping everyone? It's not so much like that. It's about people kind of bonding in a post-apocalyptic uh, environment. And it's got two great actors, Gabriel Byrne, Elizabeth McGovern. This was, bit, was filmed a while ago, though, wasn't it? Yeah, this has been, already, been shown in America. Shown That's right. In France, That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I liked that. There's also uh, The Trip. Do you like The Trip with Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan? I love, but I just like Rob Brydon. I've watched anything that Rob Brydon's in, to be honest with you. You love uh, Would I Lie to You? Is that one of your favourites? Yes, I do it's like that. Good. You've been listening to I me. I do listen to you sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, they've done... How many of these have they done? They've got quite a few. You know, they've been to Spain, haven't they? They went to the north of England. So it's like they do this sort of gastro tour, yeah. don't they? I'm not they? sure how long it's got, the longevity of something like this. You sort well, of they're like kind of saying this could be the last yeah, one. Yeah, I think it might, probably should be. But they're basically, they're tracing, retracing the steps of Homer's Odyssey, quite highbrow. But as usual, they're eating delicious meals, they're doing impressions of celebrities, they're bickering, they're kind of playing versions of themselves, aren't they? Um, it's a great uh, Michael yeah. Winsbottom directs it's fantastic and of course uh, Coogan is in that new film with Would I Lie to Use David Mitchell Greed which supposedly is sort of based on Sir Philip Green and it's about capitalism and the damage it can do just saying <laughs> other economic systems are available 
Now, what else has caught your eye from the other new releases, Hannah? Um, what has caught my eye? Well, mm. we've talked about some of them already in all the right places. Is that one of my favourite releases that's coming up? What else would you like me to talk about? Ian? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll do a quick roundup. There's some terrestrial stuff on. Uh, there's a thing called Sandylands, which is on gold. Uh, it's got David Williams in it and Hugh Bonneville. It's a seaside comedy. That's available as a box set from Wednesday the 4th of March. Um, there's a documentary, uh, Tigers uh, Hunting the Traffickers, on BBC Two on Wednesday the 4th of March. I went to a screening of this and it's harrowing stuff. It's Aldo Kane, who's an ex-Marine and turned explorer, and he's basically investigating the illegal tiger trade in Southeast Asia. That's very good. Um, uh, one more thing, Queen Sono on Netflix, yeah. Friday the 28th. So it's, a, it's the first, I believe, African drama on Netflix. That's cool. And it's basically, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but it's the sort of Jason Bourne-y, it's got a touch of James Bond about it. Yeah, it's it, quite, it, it looks quite cool, doesn't it? It does look quite yeah, cool, actually. Dare I say kick-ass? Are you allowed to say that, or is that a bit sexist? I think you should say it. All right. Go it, for it. It's kick-ass. It's kick-ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think that does look good, actually. Now, we come inevitably to that time. <laughs> Obviously. When I ask you what you've been binge-watching. Well... Ian, I have been binge watching Afterlife because of the new one that we know now is uh, is coming up. So I've been watching that and enjoying that thoroughly. And the other one, this is and this is really quite boring for everybody, so I do apologise. But there are so many episodes in this, um, and I'm determined to finish it. Um, and still, the still new things are happening in it that I think well, I'm sure I would have worked that out already and I hadn't. This is us on Amazon Prime. Oh yes, I'm still going. you do it's, love that. It's um. Yeah, there are so many episodes in there. It's unbelievable. So I might be there a while, but I have, it has been taking all my time. I can't stop watching it. How about you? For my part, Giri Hadji. Does that mean anything to you? Um, should it? Well, the most underrated TV drama of 2019. Really? And those aren't my words. They're the words of Gerard Gilbert, the TV critic of the independent newspaper. So I think for a lot of people, they're put off by the title. It's a Netflix BBC co-production, and the title means Duty Shame. Okay. And the story is that a Tokyo detective comes to London to look for his brother, who he thought was dead. Um, it's got Kelly MacDonald in it okay. from Train Spotting. She's going to be in line of duty. Uh, it's also got this amazing guy called Will Sharp. And if you're aware of him, he wrote and starred in this Channel 4 drama called Flowers, which was really weird. It had Olivia Colman in it and Julian Barrett. Then he also uh, was in this courtroom series recently. He's a massive talent. And in this, he plays an um, Anglo-Japanese sex worker who sort of hangs out in Soho. And it's a, it's a star-making turn. Um, so yes, that is what I've been watching. And I recommend it. So I might, I might do that this week. It's on iPlayer and Netflix. Is it? Yeah, check it out. I think you like it. It's got a little bits of sort of animation. It's very stylish. Split yeah, I screen. Need to, this, this is us. It's coming to an end now. I need to. I need to find a new. <laughs> it's coming new vice. to an end. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do without it. Yeah, but yeah, you'll find something on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I will. Now, did you know that this week? Uh, I don't know if you're a dog lover. I have two dogs. Oh, what have you got? Golden Doodles. Lovely. Well, I'd like to dedicate this week's podcast to Ernie, 
the uh, golden Labrador, who I used to walk every Friday. Mm. Sadly, he's passed away. He's gone to doggy heaven. Mm. He was a good boy some of the time. So this week, Crufts starts on Channel 4. Yeah, what do you think of Crufts? I love it. It's great. Do you? I love Crufts. Is it okay to what do, do that to those dogs? Why do you like Crufts? This feels Are a bit insane? mean. Oh, okay. Why should they be running in fields? And... They probably enjoy it. Do you think? I don't know. No, I don't think they do. <laughs> they have like their, they're not allowed to have their tails docked anymore, are they? There's lots of rules now. You've turned the big question I'm into... Sorry. Well, no, this is good, though. You've turned it into whether or not Crufts is a good thing. Yeah, I think it might not be. But oh. I don't have enough evidence to suggest it's not. I just feel like it's one of those... Just any form of showing an animal just uh, feels like it's really quite hard work for the animal. It didn't wasn't they born just to do that. They just have to stand there. But they have to stand a certain way. Isn't there like a load of overbreeding that makes their oh, backs, yeah, you know, the, and the way they're standing, they're bred to look a certain way, but then later in life they get hip problems. I mean, I'm just literally, just, I'm plucking this out of thin air, but I feel like I've read it somewhere. <laughs> You've ruined it for me now. <laughs> I've got a bit of trivia about crafts for you. <laughs> Because I do research this, even though it doesn't sound like it. You do. More than me this week, it seems. (laughs) Crufts was started by a dog biscuit salesman. And originally it was only open to terriers. Wow. I do like a terrier, though. That's right. I said it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Okay, well, uh, Well, my my question was going to be, what's the best TV or film dog? That's the question. I feel like I'm more prepped for that. I'm going with Eddie, the Jack Russell from uh, Frasier. Okay. Lovely, lovely oh, boy. I was thinking of actual dog films. Well, yeah, you can. So have I was that. thinking like Beethoven. Yeah, well, that there's a dog massive, in it. Yeah, that's great fine. Dog and uh, Marley and Me. That sounds a bit like the dog you walked on. Oh, Marley and Me. I've well. got another one. Can I add another yeah. one? I don't know if you watched Friday Night Dinner. Um, Wilson. Wilson. Oh, Wilson. So in that, Mark Heap plays the neighbour who's terrified of his dog, dog Wilson. And of course, in in many of these series, it's not just one dog playing the canine role. Often no, it's more than it's one. Often it's more. It because they can't do all those things. It's too much time no. for them. Or sometimes, like Ernie, they don't last if it's a very long-running series. Oh, yeah. They may not be around. That's I don't want to end, end on a sad I, note. I do struggle with um, animals in film because it just makes me sad. Yeah, animals sad and children in peril. No, it's, it really is. It's worse. It's, yeah, it's a trigger. It's a trigger for me. It's it really trigger. is a trigger. <laughs> okay. Well, we're nearly at the end now. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know. <laughs> Coming up next week... Now, this looks quite interesting. Are you a Mark Wahlberg fan? Yes, I do like Mark Wahlberg. Did you like him when he was a rapper? I liked him when he was nice and beefy. Isn't he still beefy? Yeah, but he goes through periods of... He's a bit yo-yo-y, isn't he? Okay. Well, he is bringing back the Boston detective Spencer. I don't know if you're familiar with this character based on uh, some some books. He was mm-hmm. Then there was a series with Robert Urich called Spencer for Hire quite a long time ago. Um, and I think Joe Montaigne played him in the TV movies. Anyway, he's a Boston detective played by Wahlberg. Um, he gets out of jail and he tries to take down some bad guys. It's got Alan Arkin in it who, from the Kaminsky Method, who I love. It's got one of the guys from uh, Black Panther in it. Um, yeah, it looks good. What else is coming up next week uh, for us to chat well, about? my favourite thing in the world, obviously, is Amazon Prime, yeah. as you rightly point out. Um, zero, 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 which is, um, I think, starts on Friday. Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it's a series. I'll tell you what it is. It's an unforgettable exploration of the inner workings of the global cocaine trade. And it stars... Mm-hmm. 
from straight from War of the Worlds on Fox, Gabriel Byrne. Oh, yeah. very good. So he's been a That's going to be quite boy. interesting, though, won't it? Yeah, it looks good. It looks quite stylish. And then there's also Spielberg fans alert on Apple TV. Uh, he's rebooting his award-winning anthology series, Amazing Stories. So that's plenty to be thinking about. But in the meantime, keep watching. watching.